All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to... Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your hosts, Terry Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? Regarelia, what's going on? I know one thing. I knew that playing for Natty Ice would get that desire back for hockey. <laughs> and it's led to you signing, I guess, a PTO? I guess so. I haven't seen the contract yet. but Well, I'm, I let me talk to Mac about it. Dave <laughs> McIsaac and the Dan Barry hat tricks yeah riley will be playing his first pro game in a long time this sunday and there will be footage of it there will be we're gonna get a board baller at the oh, game ballers coming i wonder if debo is gonna make his i hope so he better, he better. but we Riggs, get, we gotta capture this back moment in, back in pro hockey i cannot wait <laughs> uh, he has been assured ladies and gentlemen that he is a first line player and is not gonna be Expected to Tilly. I find that funny because if someone starts Dude, poking the bear. I, I cannot get hurt in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. You cannot because we have a big men's league game the following Sunday. Yeah, exactly. You cannot right? get hurt. Even I got though you're seven getting days paid to recover. This. You're getting paid. Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. First line, power play. Power play, everything. You didn't put you in front of the net? 
Well, Dima, uh, Dave McIsaac just uh, texted me and asked me if I want to be on the half wall or down low. <laughs> I said, put me in front of the net or down low. We'll see how this thing oh, goes. Oh, I can't wait. But, this is uh, going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be something. I yeah. never expected to get this uh, this call or text um, that I'd be playing in the Federal League and I'm actually accepting and actually considering accepting this. This is going to be great. But, the uh, girls will get to see you play. Your definitely not going to be. get to see you play. A yeah. professional game. Professional game. Can't Danbury wait. hat tricks. Yes. Should be a good time. Going to stay limber. Going to find some flow. Oh, going to find some flow. You Bring the Toby. We're going to snap some biscuits around. There's going to be some meathead looking for you. Oh, I know there you is. I'm already it's, mentally it's, prepared, but I'm going to be like, I'm the first line power play, dude. Leave me alone. Um, leave me alone. First line power play. You haven't said that in a while, right? I haven't said that since I was you, 18 years old and juniors. <laughs> this is going to be great, though. We might have to get the boys, Natty. I, we're all, we all got to go. Might have to round up the we crew. We got to get the nasty crew there for you because it's going to be great. It'd be fun, man. Uh, what else we got going on, Riggs? Well, we got a awesome giveaway going on on Twitter That's with right. Flyers Nation. Yep. Two tickets to this Friday's game against Carolina, 3.30 start. With my man Nasty yep. and two of these bad boy Flyers Nation t-shirts. Yep. So check out the giveaway on Twitter. Give it a retweet. Make sure you're following Nasty Knuckles and Flyers Nation. Yes. And a chance to win. We'll be announcing that bad boy Thursday night. Thursday night. Thanksgiving evening. Joining us for the game. I can't wait. Should be a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Flyers back at home after these next two. So, um Looking forward to that, and whoever lands up winning, yes, let's can't do wait. this. Can't wait to hang out. Absolutely. And other than that, we have some of the biggest games to the smallest events. Make every bet worth your while with my bookie. This year, Turkey Day at my bookie gives you plenty of reasons to be thankful. Starting with a two hundred fifty dollar risk free bet. On Thursday afternoon, when the Dallas Cowboys host the Las Vegas Raiders, Nast. Raiders. This is my favorite football day of the year. Bet the spread between the Raiders and Cowboys at my bookie. When you win, you win. And if you don't, my bookie will refund you up to $250. That's a pretty good deal. Oh, yeah. Simply put, you can't lose this bet. And that's why I call no risk, all gravy, baby. All, all over gravy. Who doesn't love gravy, Nast? I love it. Before you get your wager in, set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code Knuckles at my bookie. That's promo code Knuckles to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000, Nast. So it. you won't need to break the wishbone to be the one. To come out ahead. There's a certain wishbone I'd like to break, and they know which one it is, but I'm going to tell you this. Feast risk-free on Turkey Day with my bookie, and make sure to stick around for seconds as they gear up for what should be a fun Black Friday with tons of odds boost that will have your belly and your pockets full, Riggs. Oh, who doesn't love a belly and a pocket full? I, I love it. So you know what? Bet anything, anywhere, Anytime with my bookie. Oh yeah, let's go. Where the hell was my bookie when when we played? I that's what I'm asking. <laughs> well, I would like to know. All right, Nas. 
Let's hop into our episode 50 with our boys at Missing Curfew, Scotty Upshaw, and Obi pops in for yes, quick, quick story. And we need to celebrate 50. Let's do it. I think we should celebrate it. All 100%. right. Let's, let's do, it. do it. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I am Derek Suttlemeyer. And this week we are so honored and lucky to have our good friend and one third of the Legion of Poon. In Philadelphia, Mr. Scotty Upshaw, Up Dog, what is going on, brother? Two of my favorite lads, boys. Thanks for having me, Riley. We had a great interview last week. Uh, nasty, Absolutely. we missed you, yeah. but uh, it's a damn pleasure to have uh, to have the honor to be on your guys' show. I love what you're doing. Um, being in the podcast world is new and it's tough and it's fucking fun sometimes and hard. But <laughs> I love what you guys are doing and thanks for having me on. Uh, so let's have some fun. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, good to see you again. Yeah, I get to see it. Uh, I guess three times in the last week. Of course, I did. <laughs> yeah, too, of course. Fucking get this guy know, out. Don't worry. We weren't the only two guys at the at the <laughs> alumni event that were a little rattled with what was going on. So we, yeah, uh, you know, it is. we have a big spot in our heart for you. And uh, the Flyers, fuck, we missed you, bud. We yeah. missed you. It was a great event, though. I appreciate it. All the time it. playing on the same line with fucking Big E and, and LeClaire. And fuck, I was actually I was actually Big Hatch's D partner for for. <laughs> 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 it was you were buzzing yeah you were buzzing my my old man Sudsy obviously was there working and uh he, he says he calls me I well he finished late that night he didn't even get to go to the party but he, the next morning he says your boy Upshaw was just flying around it wasn't even fair he just retired <laughs> he was just buzzing three g's I'm like there were ladies in the stands I mean was it fly I said to Sudsy was it was there floods you and DZ Michael Del Zotto seemed to get the floods going in Philly when you guys hit town, <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's quite the honor to get uh, the natural floods going in the seats. At the <laughs> natural floods. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm used to these PTOs back in the days. You guys know later in the career, so I, you never know who's watching. You're yeah. always on a track. Yeah, hey, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you stay on your toes for sure. Someone's gonna come up to you and be like, "Hey, I I need you on my squad because I'm a team guy. I'm a team guy." That's, that's, right. Are, that's right. man. Yeah, you were flowing, Uppy. You were flowing. You're looking I good was, out there. I was, Flow state. Thanks you were in flow state. Yeah, right. Yeah, you and me both. I yeah. Mean, I think we touched on it, but you had that nice, you know, man purse slash, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? The, um, because I have one too. The fanny the, pack. The, the European carryall or satchel. Yeah. Satchel. Satchel. And I mean, satchel. I'm like, I, I know what's in it. I didn't even have to ask. And he was like, <laughs> right. <laughs> All my beauty I products now. Hey. I'm like, I've been really loving what you're doing, Riley's Riles, with like, you know, the fucking spiritualness and the healing and, you know, helping everyone out. I'm like, what do you got in the bag? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah right. Let's get past this. What's in the bag, bro? Pure flow state for the first period. And it was, I couldn't have, I couldn't have felt better. I got to be honest. Yeah, man. Well, you're, you're, you're nice and lean and you look like you just retired yesterday. Oh, so out there I mean, living just on the little, water. Yeah. Fuck, I'm just, that's what I was getting ready to say. I finally get the up dog first. Well, I know he's really busy and really important because he doesn't return any of my tax. I just show <laughs> pigeon pigeon equipment manager. <laughs> I'm <messing laughs> with but I finally we get up on the east coast and I don't even get to see him. I was so I was so pissed off. But hopefully I'll get out there to see you or maybe you come back this way. But uh, I do need to meet your little guy, man. I love yeah. little Elvis. I know he's just he's growing like a beanstalk and oh. he's fucking learning music. <laughs> he's like, business. Playing tunes. Yeah. For, for your listeners out there, I know you, but you've posted videos. But your little guy, man, is—he's uh, living up to his name, isn't he? He's a—he's a mess, man. He, uh, yeah, he loves rock and roll. 
And he loves hockey. It's all it's all it is every day. You ever you ever seen his Instagram lives? Elvis? Oh Jesus! Yeah, I have. I have <laughs> yeah, right. Where it's, it's like the, it's got to be your basement, right? Well, he goes. The, the it's dark and it's got lasers and I don't oh, like the yeah. drum. But I'm just like, God, this kid is just going to be. He, he, he's going to beat him off him with a stick eventually. He's going to have so oh, much coming. Out of him. He's he's uh, he's not afraid to to talk to to females either. He he, he throws. He thinks he's got game. I mean, he's seven. Like, settle down, kiddo. <laughs> settle down, settle on. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, Uppy, let's talk a little bit about your career, which was awesome. Um, started out in Smashville. I can't – a nice young man going into Nashville. I don't even – let's not talk about your numbers off the ice. Uh but talk about what it was like playing in Nashville. That had to be awesome, man, because obviously we love going to Nashville anyway. Yeah. Everyone does. Everyone does. It's, uh, it's got to be number one or a close second for best city uh, to either travel in, to travel into or to, uh, you know, to play for it. I think the city itself has, you know, a, a life of its own. It has its own attitude. It has its own life. Um, and it's only gotten better and better since I, since I've been there. But you know, back in the day, boys, it was such a small little, um, you know, I felt like our team was just, we were built to like guys that were like uh, a group of guys that all just like to go to the same bar and, you know, chat and, and we're all on the same page. So I got to learn like pro hockey kind of a way that uh, you'd hope younger kids get to learn from it. Like the older guys wanting to bring the younger guys, you know, into the mix right away and not by just going up to the bars, but teaching them things like, you know, taking them for dinner and, and so, you know, I attribute that to like, I live with David Legwan when I was younger. Hartsey was the Hartsey, first guy yeah. ever to pick me up from the airport when I, when I landed in Nashville. Uh, he took me for fucking uh, like a pregame meal, basically where he was going to eat pregames. And at the time you're like, all right, this is how, this is how pro hockey works. This is how National League does it. He's driving a fucking, you know, BMW M3. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> from Lloyd Minster. I'm like, this guy's just killing it. Um, and so, you know, Nashville was a place of, uh, you know, growth and learning for me as a young kid. And um, I always said I'd like I'd keep Nashville close to me and always keep a place there. Maybe I, one day I was like, maybe I may marry a girl from there. They're so sweet and kind to cook for you. They like, ah, they, you know, they're all hot. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. and, you know, as I grew up older, you know, now I find myself in California. But man, Nashville was just um, it was awesome. So you know, great organization. We all know that. Um, they've come a long way and, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's a good place to say you, you grew up, you know, you grew up in, it's such a cool little town. So, and, and, uh, so you're involved in a pretty big trade. Um, you know, Peter pretty. Forsberg, not a, not a bad guy <laughs> to get traded for. Uh, but you come into Philly and I'll never forget this. And I can't believe I can't remember, but it was one of the boys on the team were like, Nash, you're going to love, this guy he's right up your alley these guys got i won't get into everything i was told but sure enough first day i meet you man you just what you brought to the rink every day your smile always a good attitude uh, it was awesome and i was gonna ask you you remember, you remember where you played your first flyers game fuck yeah of course yeah. i do you remember what number you were given first i do yeah <laughs> so i, I have I have exactly it, to have with Homer. So you got to tell it cause it's great. Well, so I, I like put him in number 10, right? Like I'm like, okay. And I put him in number 10 and up he comes in. By the way, sick number, but like Johnny LeClaire, I'm like, well, fuck. That's, that's, yeah, that's, right. So he goes, he's like, bro, like that's a sick number, but 
like John and Claire, I'm like, dude, Johnny's been done for a few. I, I know, but can we do something else? I'm like, hell yeah, man, for you we can. So and it ends up being a. Uh, oh shit! Hang on. Do you remember how? Do you remember how the conversation went? Because I vividly remember that. Look at that tarp. Oh, look at that. Oh yeah. Oh, that. That's a retro to the Reebok. <laughs> that is fresh. Oh yeah. That, hey, by, by the way, that's probably a 54 or 56. Coach, what, what size jersey did you wear? Because you could, you could fall right out of yours by the time you're... Well, I'm drawing a blank. My, fir- my first year was when we had those real tight ones. Remember those flat... Whatever the hell oh, yeah. those called, even those... Oh, like my, I literally had my my arm ripped off one one time. I think fighting Asham, actually. Now, remember how tight they were? Those for that first... It was yeah, it 07 or 08. And then yeah. after that, I ended up getting in a bigger jersey. Uh, well, but I'll I actually found in, some advantage to the tight one. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, Nasty, this is how the conversation went. And this is in your, like, in your voice, too. You're like, so what number you want up, dog? And I'm like, oh, I kind of had nine, like, when I grew up. And then I, I used 19. But then when I went to Nashville, all they had was seven. And I fucking, I don't really like seven. <laughs> um, and then you're like, so so what do you want? I'm like, I'd like nine. You're like, all right, here, let me call Homer. So then <laughs> so then you come back to me. You go, fuck, you're wearing nine. Yeah. You go, I, I called Homer. And Homer's yeah. like, what's up, Shelly? wants nine, huh? Give him nine. <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> right. oh, the National League works. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was and, awesome, and man. It just always is like, we were at the game, and I don't know how you pulled this off, but you, miracle nasty, you, you know, we can call you because you do anything. Um, the fucking 10 jersey was hanging in my stall yeah. as I got to the rink. And before warm-ups, I was wearing fucking number nine with Upshaw on it and everything. And I'm like, God, these fucking flyers guys know them. Oh man, I got lucky, I guess, that day. That was all you, brother. (laughs) But uh, you you came in like gangbusters, man. Like you were scoring big goals. Remember overtime goal in Boston? You were just, you you, obviously everybody knows what you played. You you played with so much energy. And and I love when when Obi, your partner there um, on your guys' podcast, we'll talk about in a minute, um, Missy Curfew. I love when he goes, oh, one of your posts or something. Full out up dog, you know, like, the, yeah, like folding guy in half, or yeah, what? like when he just, yeah, from behind or from his, it doesn't matter where, full speed ahead, but, but uh, up he came in just buzzing and scoring and smiling, and you know, the attendance went from about 50 50 to 70 30 women in Philadelphia when, when, when up he started oh, yeah. smiling and doing the interviews and everything, but no but bucket, no bucky, of course not. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, that year that, um, Uppy that you came was was honestly the worst year statistically like for wins and losses in Flyers history. But the next year, we turn it around and we get to the conference final. Had a lot of injuries that year. Never know what could have happened. That's easy to say. But the funny thing was, I call him in the summer because Homer comes down and goes, oh, "I just made a trade for Joffrey Lupel," and I'm like, "Fuck, I've heard Uppy talk about Lupel <laughs> like so many times." So I like I send him a text. Or no, I called you, and, and uh, I'm like, bro, we just traded for Joffrey Lupo. We're like, what? I'm sitting with him right now. You guys were in Kelowna on the beach. Uh, and he yeah, had- we yeah, we were in this place in uh, in Sylvan Lake. Same, oh, oh, same town in Coates would know, but this is where yep. Loops live. So it's, it's Canada Day, July 1st, which is free agency day in the NHL. And it's not fucking 11 a.m. We should still be in bed, actually, because we probably had a big night before. But anyway, <laughs> we're off. Loops left his phone or it was dead which is just standard loophole move and <laughs> at lunch. And it's me, Matt green loops and probably, you know, probably my buddy Riley St. Peter at the time. And uh, you know, it's nasty. And I, of course I pick it up. Nas, what's up? And the look on my face, I'm like, fuck, I must've seen a ghost. Right. And I'm like, 
Like, okay, are you sure? Yeah, the deal's done, but they're not going to announce it for a couple hours. I'm like, all right. So I look at loops and I'm, and now Matt Green, who's his teammate in Edmonton, right? I don't know how to break this now because it's going to fucking affect Greener as much as it is yeah. loops. And I'm already jacked. So I'm like, do you got your phone on you? He's like, no, no, it's dead. I'm like, shocker. I'm like, well, fuck. I don't know how to tell you this, bro, but, you know, I just got a call from Nasty, my trainer in Philly, who's a beauty, by the way. And you're getting traded to Philly today. And he's like, what? And Greener's like, fuck off. And I'm like, no, no, you're, you are. It's, it's, it's a done deal. Fucking Homer just like told Nasty that we traded for Upshaw's buddy. And Loops is like, holy shit. Not again, because this is now a second. <laughs> and like, I'm like, bro, I'm so fucking pumped. You're going to love it. Like, I just got a new pad downtown Philly. I'm like, I'm so pumped. And Greener's like, well, who's the trade for? And I'm like, well, it's Jeff Sanderson and Yoni Pitkin in for Jason Smith who ends up being our captain and yeah. was the captain of the Oilers at the time and loops and fucking greeners living with Jason Smith at the time. So he is just oh, like, man. he starts basically crying and I'm like, fuck, I'm story greener. And loops is like, fuck, this is crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, loops, let's have a day, buddy. <laughs> it's, like, it was, uh, how often do you get to play in the national league with one of your best buddies? Yeah. It's right. Just, no shit. And it was awesome. Every day. Or to happen like that, where we're like on pure vacation mode and we get the call and, and you know, that, that day I tell you was a lot better than the day I got traded where loops dropped me off at the airport and yeah. I caught fucking cameras in my eyes as I was just fucking bawling. So there, there was two mo- emotions with loops, uh, getting traded, you know, one being me, one being him. So one of the, one of the funny things up when, when loops got to town we were, uh, right before camp, Homer, Loops was out on the ice by himself, just buzzing around, shooting biscuits, and and Homer comes downstairs in my office. He goes, "Holy fuck up, that Loop can skate." And I'm like, "Well, did you not know it? What do you mean? You, we knew he could shoot, you but we know he skate." Like, no, I fucking bring guys in because they're good guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. I think fucking you know mix well together and create a good oh, team. God, it was but that was a, a hell year. of a trade though what too for year. the Flyers. Yeah, yeah, boys. Luz was fucking his special player. And yeah, even man. growing up with him, he always had like, you know, he's kind of goofy skater when he was younger, and then he, he grew a lot. But he was always so strong. And and if the guy couldn't fucking pick a corner, you know, with the hardest snapshot, in the <laughs> yeah, league, right, yeah, insane. Right. You know what? What a what a shot! What a fucking knack for for scoring big big goals. And he scored a bunch for us. Yeah, once. yeah, he did. The, the 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 best obviously is that that overtime goal in game seven was fuck I think I lost time I got so excited I'm kind of blacked out uh, <laughs> when we scored that when he scored that goal but he, and he was due poor guy was like getting chances just getting robbed and he, and he gets the biggest one of the of the series we obviously were, we were in uh you know the Flyers alumni built that room rouse yep. that little yeah. the lounge right so every fucking team in the NHL like figured it out. Get yeah. the alumni to build like a nice room for you so you can go to games and see your old buddies and, and whether you're in town all the time, like don't abuse it or, or abuse it. I don't care. Go for the free wine and beer. Who cares? Right. <laughs> but we're in there and there's fucking the most epic photos of the boys winning the cup back in the yeah. day. Nasty. There's yeah. pictures of them in these tight little speedo shorts, like with, with just like Bud Light shirts on, and they're they're just got they're fucking no teeth, they're cut up. There's girls like staring at them. It's just they're epic photos, right? And I'm like looking around, I'm like, Loops, why isn't your fucking photo you scoring that game winner like game seven double OT? Like that was one of the biggest goals in Flyers history. Yeah, and then so, and all of a sudden there's a massive. It's like not the photo, but it's an actual fucking. Um, 
it's like a mural behind all the photos of Lupul just fucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, they didn't, they didn't fuck that. Up. <laughs> yeah, one, right. one of the best, best <laughs> sellies too. Oh like, yeah. Right. One of the best sellies, just yard sell. And I still watch it once in a while, just, just on YouTube and watching all you guys come flying in. I was, I was God, it was one of the, one of my best moments. That's for sure. Uh, being with oh, the flyers. It was awesome. And I remember, I don't know if you, <laughs> I shouldn't say, I don't know if you remember this up. I won't get into detail, but we blew game one and we're at practice, uh, the next day. And uh, one of the guys comes up and goes, we need to get something to get the boys going. Make a phone call. <laughs> so make a phone call. <laughs> yes, had, some, had some stuff delivered in <laughs> and uh, turned it all around. We won the next three. We were up 3-1. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, Rick. Yeah. I sure uh, do. We can get, get one of the guys out of the – Yeah. Know, she's, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I know this is good, and we're gonna, you know, yeah. we're gonna rally around this. But you got to, you still got to show up for the fucking pregame meeting, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, but uh, but that year you guys were here. I, I was t- talking to Riles like it's it's so funny to look back how how long ago it was. But it was G's rookie party we had at Miami. I think mm-hmm. you and Loops kind of set that up, if I'm not mistaken. And we that, had it at the uh, Shore Club, yep. and it was at yeah, Nobu. And then we, you know, the, the rookie dinners in Miami are always, they're always crazy because like the clubs are so big and it's never like this, you know, intimate, um, you know, bash. It's more just like an absolute rager. The <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Right? Like, right? You can't even, like, as, as soon as you leave dinner, which is always the best part of a rookie dinner, right? You get the, you just embarrass the rookies and you know, you make them tell stories or jokes and. And then you take their credit cards and you, you just, yeah, yeah. swipe, heavy swipe. Order good wine and, and lobster, even though you're probably not that hungry. And uh, by the time dinner's over, everyone's pretty lit up. You go to these these big-ass clubs and you can't hear anything nor, like, talk to anyone. So as soon as you walk in, it's just a free-for-all, right? Just, like, like try to fill up the table with as, as many girls as you can and have everyone just kind of – like for, for one night, make sure everyone is just on board with having a good time, right? Yeah. That's that's the standard uh, protocol of a, of a rookie dinner because the next day, you know, you usually have off or if you do have to go to practice, which I have had, and I'm sure, Riles, you have too. Oh, it's yeah. like the coach just wants you to get out there and not like, you know, just own up to being a professional hockey player. Like, yeah. you know, you're drunk, you're going to miss passes, you're going to miss the net, you're going to like laugh and have fun, especially if you play on a team with Scott Hartnell. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> So I just, yeah, Miami's are just, they're, they're crazy. They're, yeah. you know, you, you love Miami, what it is, but it's, it's, it's shattering. Yeah, on, different on animal. I've sure. got, I've actually, I've, I've got some really good pictures from that night. One, I wouldn't call it great, but it is pretty epic with Ash somehow lost his shirt. shirt yeah, and he's, standard. With, he's with, he's with the gaggy and Marty Biron. It's, it's fuck It's a great picture, <laughs> but. Um, so I, I, nasty right here beside me. I have, um, because they keep falling on me. So I want to just address this. I have my fucking twig I used in Philly. No. It's a blue, it's a blue synergy. I don't yeah, know if wow. you can see it. Yeah, I can see it. But I mean, this tape is fucking probably right from your, right from the drawer. <laughs> yeah. Right from the seven mile drawer. Hey, throw me some fucking black tape, would you? But it's still <laughs> tape job I used back in the day. Heel curve. This was this. And then I have a fucking Jeff Carter autograph twig that he gave me too. Oh, look at that. The orange from the flyers. Back yeah. 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 Probably oh, a few yeah. snipes left in both of those twigs, hey? Yeah, we actually use the same fucking curve. Pretty nasty. Yeah, you're right. Funny. Look at that. 
and I have these, I got a bunch of twigs that I've kept and like, you know, obviously, well, yours must've got lost in the mail. Yeah. Um, oh, the green goblin. Oh, the green goblin. The green goblin he used. <laughs> he never taped it. Oh, he never God. retaped it. He never used tape. And then he didn't use tape the other day either. And he walked in oh. first shift alumni game and went fucking roof. <laughs> that's a Toby, man. You don't, yeah, you need, don't tape need tape for those for bad those, boys. Man. Yeah, that's that's the whole technology. Yeah, I know. Settling down some sauce from Brash and putting it over Litz's shoulder. No Talk deal. about why sticks are have holes in them now, Riley. What, what, what's, what's the deal? Well, I mean, this this company is just trying to revolutionize the stick industry by with just like the, the 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 balance of the stick, the weight of the stick, but the you know it's like a it's like a a full piece of, of carbon fiber, and, and the holes is just really I think to eliminate drag. Um, yeah, yeah. And 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 well, Power's just, doing it now too. I just saw a commercial on Instagram. Yeah, yeah with the with the hole like across that. it, right? Whole like open spot on it. I'm like, yeah. Are the kids really like shooting pucks with fucking. The, you know, the thing, the thing with that one is another stick can go through it. Yeah, through it or the puck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it looks like the puck yeah, right. cut as well. Yeah, but but that stick also has you don't need tape. It ha- it's like a sticky blade. Yeah, it's got a stickiness and to there, it. And there's actually it takes a while to wear off, but they actually have this. It's like not a paint because it dries in like eight minutes, but you 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 brush it on, it turns purple, and then it, when it dries, it's back to black, and it's like you can take. Well, you could do it anyway because you have pretty silky mitts, but you could take the hardest back pass on your backhand and the th- damn thing, puck just sticks to it. I mean, it's... It's like wide receiver gloves. Yeah. yeah. It, it, exa- honestly, exactly it like does. that. Yeah. It's got, it's got like stickiness. I my twig, though. Uh, well, how nice is it? Like, you, you feel like a hockey player when you learn to tape your stick. Like, your dad used to do it. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. yeah. Dad's actually right here in the studio right here. Aren't you, ta- you taking him to a game this week? Yeah, we're gonna go see the we're gonna go see the ducks uh, and then leaves. Awesome. Leaf. Yeah, Tell us, say what's up. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, the boys. Yeah, he's right here. He's <laughs> fucking ready to go on another father's trip. <laughs> yeah, right. That's awesome, man. Missing curfew oh, father's man. trip or what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we get over here, taking the game and maybe out <laughs> the night after golf. So, oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's beautiful. So, Uppy, we got it. We talked about this a little bit before we started, but I have to tell this quick story. So, Uppy. We kind of have a lot in common as far as we, we both like music, a little bit of everything, really. Um, but he was always listening to My Morning Jacket. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, fuck, this is good, man. Never never even heard of him until he introduces me. So they happen to be coming to Philly, Festival Pier. We may have grabbed a little mush for, <laughs> for, for the day. Um, so everybody's feeling great. But but Uppy keeps saying to me, what's your boy's name that, the, the league of Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy. He's going, he's like, Nas, I'm telling you. The whole gonna, week leading up. He's the, the whole week leading up. Week, I told you like this. the whole week. He's like, I promise you, bro, he's going to make it rain. This way you, you're going to love him. Cause he knew I played guitar. A little yeah. bit. So now we're on, now we're at the show and he's been telling me all week. So now we got a little, you know, we're kind of floating about a foot off the, the ground, feeling <laughs> great. Everything's perfect. Riggs. There is not a cloud in the sky. It is the most beautiful night. Not too hot, not too cold. Don't uh, up. He loses the jersey. Oh yeah, he's out in the middle. It starts fucking raining, and I'm like, "You've got." And he's looking over, going, "He's making it rain." <laughs> and I'm like, "I this can't be happening, man." Like, there's got he did something here, but he did. It rained for what five minutes, and it stopped. Perfect. It, it, it came was, out. I'm, I'm like, I've seen it happen before. I've seen, I, up till then, I probably watched maybe three or four shows. And fuck, boys, I'm just saying, it would start just raining to the point where he'd like, 
everyone's like, fuck, should he stop? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so I brought Carter. Uh, so after Rouse, we lost out in the conference final one year. Sorry to cut you off now. So no, this, okay. this, this is why I know this fucking guy makes it rain. So we lose out to Pittsburgh game six and me, Carter, Richie and loops fuck off. And we go to Ibiza. We go to Amsterdam, Ibiza and loops. And I stayed in Ibiza a couple extra days and carts and Richie were like, Holy shit, we've had enough. We're going to, we're going to go back. <laughs> we golfed, we went to the clubs and everyone talked about Ibiza at the time. And it being like the, you know, the craziest place to go. And the beaches were awesome and like food and clubs. So we're like, fuck it. Let's go boys. We just, we just battled our asses off. We're all beat up. Let's go over and enjoy ourselves. So, so we get uh, back from, from Ibiza and we'll keep the stories that happened there, there. And, <laughs> and me, Carter and, and loops, uh, I'm dating this girl at the time who lives in Nashville. And she kept telling me about this festival, Bonnaroo. And I fuck, we land and we're like, what do we do now? We're not going home. It's still kind of cold back home, right? It's like middle of May or whatever. We're like, fuck, let's go to Bonnaroo. So me, Carter, Loops, <laughs> we fucking, we booked the flight next day. And I'm just thinking after an 11-day trip to Europe, you just <laughs> go right to Bonnaroo. Like the, if someone was to say that right now, it's like that would just hurt. That would just yeah, yeah. That's like a modern-day uh, Woodstock too, eh? Just like. Well, we had no idea how to do it, so. The very first day we get there, you know, we lined it all up. We had this, we had this little fucking guy that we met who put these RVs behind one of the stages and we got the, uh, you know, through it, through a contact, we meet Jason Weinstock and he's going to love that. I throw his name out there. He always loves that, but he dials us in and he's dialed us in every year. But anyways, the first year I meet him and he takes care of me, Richie and loops. And we, day one, we get so drunk in the afternoon in 120 degree humidity, Nashville heat that we, by like six thirty seven o'clock, we've been drinking beers all day. We literally pass out. And I remember vividly behind the stage in this RV, waking up to rockets getting shot in the sky from Metallica playing. And it was like piercing all of a sudden these like just literally fireworks, but like rockets were just going whoosh, like, and it was like, enter Sam and we're like, holy shit, we got to get up and go see this shit. Yeah. So that was day one. Well, day two, Jimmy Dowd and his wife, Kim come down for my morning jacket. And I had seen them once and I'm like, you know, I was already a fan, but not that, you know, I, I wasn't as diehard as I was now, as I am now. And Jimmy and his, and his wife and their friends, set up shop in front of my morning jacket stage at 2 PM. They don't play until like 12, 12 AM. He's there for eight hours. In his spot. The junkyard. Jimmy, Jimmy short pants, Jimmy junkyard. He yeah. was beautiful, by the way, I saw him last weekend. Oh. And that show boys was three and a half hours and it rained the whole fucking time. And Jeff Carter had no shirt on just board shorts and, by the end, he put this blue poncho on and, and like tightened up the face. So it's like <laughs> just a grill hanging like, out. That's like my experience of like witnessing the rain that he just brings, right? Jim James right. that he brings. So, so, of course, next training camp, they're playing, you know, a week before camp. I make sure everyone on the team that's in early, I'm like, we're going to this show. And I'm like, nasty, wait till you see this fucking guy in this band. He makes it rain, and that's that's the wow. Uh, it was it was first of all the show was amazing, but 
But the fact that it was a, just a perfect day out and it did rain, I, I was like, yeah. I'm like, dude, a cloud in the sky. Something's and... going on here, yeah. man. But I'll yeah. be called it all week. He's gonna make it rain. I'm telling you, he's gonna make it. Rain. By the way, that pier is a great place to watch the show in Philly. Really? Yeah. Is. It's it's really the, is. Unfortunately, it's uh, no longer exists. But that, yeah. that was they, the, that was the place for sure. They put condos up there or something. Yeah, right yeah. They knocked it down and yeah. Our they, boy Jeff Gordon, uh, who you know really well, up here. Yeah. He's a uh, live mate. Yeah, Live Nation, man. He the, their their new place downtown is just yeah, the um, Met. Yeah, the Met is. You have to go see yeah, a show there. I know you're out west, but if you ever get the chance, man, it's it's insane. It's insane. Um, I got a quick question too. If we talk about, we always anyone that played for Hitch, we got to bring <laughs> Hitch up. two times, right? You played twice. No, I missed them, boys. I missed them the year. So I got That's traded right. after Hitch He'd fired. Fired. Yeah, Arnie had just came over. Oh, and I love Jody Steven. So I, yeah, so I That's right. basically missed him the first time, That's but right. you know, due to just my Western league status and, and my Philadelphia time hitch literally brought me into to St. Louis on that tryout my very first year. So I, I love hitch and yeah, but yeah, fuck boys, the, the Kamloops connection, right? Well, I, yeah, well, he was before me, but yeah, a massive uh, Kamloops connection there. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And and I remember uh, you coming to town. I was always excited, to, obviously, to see you. So you and I are standing out in the hall. You guys were—I don't know if you—I think you had played. You played the night before, and I was out there talking to Panger, your buddy Darren Pang, um, and he was telling me like how well your line played the night before, right? And yeah. uh, then you came out to see me. Uh, after you got changed and we're talking and you're like, yeah, Hitch called me in and was like, you're not playing tonight. And up, he's like, yes, I am. <laughs> like, why? I, I, why our line was the best. And Panger's like jumping into the story with up and he's like, they were the, by far the best line last night. It wasn't even close. And he had said that to Hitch, I guess at breakfast and Hitch was like, what are you watching Panger? Holy fuck <laughs> you TV guys, you know, like kind of giving him shit. And, and, uh, so I think up, you, you, you know better than me, but I, I feel like you, you just said I'm playing or he said, you're playing sideways. You're like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm playing <laughs> sideways. What does that mean? Hitch? And then finally, obviously up, he plays that night. But uh, I just remember getting the biggest kick out of that because yeah, so it's hilarious you bring that up. I I always was like, if Hitch ever had if Hitch if I was playing good, Hitch would like kind of fucking just talk randomly. He'd want to he'd come in and like ask me about golf. Like some days he'd be like, so you know what's the nicest golf course you think you played? I'm like. Fuck Hitch! What, like, what's with the small talk here? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I fuck. It was minus two last game. It wasn't my fucking fault, right? Um, no, but like the one day I remember this. He, yeah, Panger, Panger would attest to this because he always had my back. I love Panger. You know, yeah. he's fucking. Anytime I would like touch the puck, whether it was good or bad, he'd be like, "Ah, what a play!" So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I talked my way back into the lineup after after like. <laughs> Before morning skate, and then during the morning skate, I'm like, I'm not fucking bag skating. There's no way I'm I'm playing. You fucking asked Revo and Brodziak. We fucking were the best line last night. You didn't you didn't play us enough. I'm like, start to fucking play us, and we'll get this thing turned around, right? So I, I don't know who had to sit out, which is the unfortunate part. <laughs> I'm like, you know, fucking after the thing, he comes in and he's like, all right, you're fucking playing, but you better fucking do something better than you have. <laughs> They're not fucking make me back because it was against you guys, right? Yeah, yeah, it was against Philly. And I'm like, I'm not fucking sitting out against Philly. I've had this fucking circled for the whole year. There's no chance. And I'm like, I'm playing. <laughs> so, oh man, that's classic. Probably never happened before. You talk to coach and putting you in after you've been pulled out. 
<laughs> yeah, totally. Hitch just wants you to talk to him like he, like you speak in your mind. It's like he's everything's very, very thought out. And fuck, be like the mad scientist sometimes that he is. He has a purpose, and and fuck it, it drives guys nuts sometimes. But it works to the point where he he drives you so crazy that you just say, okay, <laughs> lock him out. It's all on us now. Like yeah. he's and that, that that's actually his mission, boys. He actually. The very first conversation I had before I got to St. Louis, he said, this group here needs to take themselves to the next level. Like I'm done. I'm completely done teaching them everything and they know it. So a guy like you fits in with this group and trust me for the first like 15, 20 games, I'll be all over you. But then I want, like, I need the leaders to just take them to the next level. I'm just backing off. And that's actually what he did. And I, I felt like, it was some of the best hockey we we ever played and, and I was part of. So yeah, that's interesting. Into that, that sort of philosophy. I've heard this before from uh, from from the big hatch there when he was in um, in Dallas. It was the same thing. It's such a ma- major leadership group there that it was basically like you guys run the show. I'll just sit back and and take credit. But uh, like there would be times where I think Hitch would say. All right, guys, we're gonna do some sort of drill, and then like Brett Hall or whoever would be like, "No, Hitch, we're not doing that." And it'd be like, "All right, you know, it's like we're just, we're just gonna do this over here." But they, 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 you know, like kind of what you said there is like, and I think there's something to that. You know what I mean? It's like let the guy, let the leaders be leaders. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. You come off the ice after just being like doing something dumb, right? You know, like you know you fucked up to where you don't even want to talk. Like you know your your centerman or your winger, like it was on you, and you're like, "Fuck." And you feel Hitch's eyes just like <laughs> waiting for you to look at him. And you're like, I can't look at him because I'm going to fucking, you know, we're going to get a fuck you match. And it's going to like, you know, we just don't need the negative energy. And of course, grab the water bottle. You still see him staring at you. you just go, what do you fucking want? I know I fucked up. Okay, like, but he loves it and he gets the best out of guys. And fuck, man, he's, you know, success. He, he brings teams to, yeah. you know, the good places. Obviously, he's won, you know, one championship. But I think he's still in Edmonton helping that team. And, and he's always around hockey. So yeah. he's, right. he, you know. I, I remember in 2016, I, I, I was able to do the World Cup with Team USA. And, and uh, David Backus was, was on the team. And we, we were having dinner the one night. And him and I were just kind of like, I only had Hitch for 10 games. 11 games yep. he, he got uh it was a t- it was a year you ended up coming and johnny stevens was the coach he got fired like 10 9 10 games in anyway so i was kind of telling him a couple funny stories and and uh he goes he's always he's always screaming he goes one time right in the middle of the game he's screaming back he's yelling and he's back he's like i think i think he said he was back checking and he literally stopped and goes what what the fuck do you want? Like during the game, and I'm like, no way. He goes, I swear to God, man. I'm like, holy fuck. Because I couldn't sense. take it anymore. He's like, I couldn't yeah. take it anymore. He's screaming. Such a yeah, high pitched scream too. Coaches are like, I don't know what to tell you. Like we we know he's fucking going off on one of his rants right now, and and I just just stick with it, you know, and then. Uh, but they they all know deep down like his heart's in the right place. So it's right. it's that's hockey. So speaking of another coach, Uppy, uh, you got to play for Gretter, the big Wayne Gretzky. How was that? It was it was good. It was weird. I, I mean, I met Wayne a couple times. Uh, the first time with my parents at the draft in Toronto. Uh, the night before the draft, we're at Wayne Gretzky's restaurant, and uh, he's sitting with Stan Butler, my world junior coach. So of course, I'm like. Fuck, I'll go say hi. He's with he's with Stan Butler. So 
Uh, that was the first time I met him. And, and I got to be honest, the day I got traded from Philly, I went into Boston. Um, so Phoenix was playing Boston. And the night I got in, I, uh, I'm roommates with Friggy with Todd. Oh, with yeah. Todd and I'm like, fuck, and he's really the right guy I need right now. Cause, cause I was fucking, you know, I was kind of caught up in, in a lot of emotions that day. And, um, that day, so the next at the rink in the morning, there's fucking twelve bags of different hockey teams there, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" And, and of course, like the headline, there was literally twelve new guys traded to the Phoenix Coyotes that day. I'm like, "Holy shit! I don't even know if I'm gonna play." <laughs> and everyone's wearing like different gloves. There's like, you know, there's not enough pants for everyone. So fuck, sure enough, I grab a pair of pants and some gloves. I'm like, "I'm fucking keeping these things." These are and. Uh, we go out, Wayne comes in before practice, shakes my hand, and I'm like, fuck, okay, that's Gretz. And he doesn't say really a word in the morning or or pregame like skate or pregame. Uh, he lets Olfie Samuelson take control of the whole meeting. So I'm like, fuck. I remember playing with Kyle Turris and Brandon Pruss my very first game. And we score a goal in the first or second, first period because it was at the far end. Same one I scored on Timmy Thomas, same yeah. that. And uh, he comes to the bench, he looks at me, he's like, fuck, I didn't know you could score goals. I'm like, if you put with a guy like Turris, I'll fucking score as many goals as you want. So I, you know, I, was, I just kind of had that, you know, whatever confident kind of attitude at the time. And fuck, he played me like I was a fucking top player. I ended up playing with Matt Lombardi and Donor for most of the uh, the remainder, probably twenty games of the year. And we were we played unbelievable hockey. And that year, I ended up going to play for Team Canada at the World Championships, which was a That's super awesome. highlight. And and yeah. it was all because of just the confidence in in Wayne and and you know having a again it was a situation like in Philly when I got traded the team was at the bottom of the league the Coyotes yeah. were yeah. Um, that summer they got you know put into receivership and the ownership uh, basically thirty NHL owners owned our team besides you know yeah. the Phoenix Coyotes so it was a really fucked up uh, situation but. Gretz is uh, Gretz is Gretz the great one and I, I still I, I see him every summer at Gazer Ranch. Um, I teed it up with him and Janet this this summer. I took a little money off Janet, so that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, there you go. Cool. That's awesome, man. Well, you uh, you were talking about your your couple productive years there. I think your most productive year point wise was we made your second year in Florida. What what changed what changed there? Because I know uh, you kind of play different roles there, kind of you know with different teams and, and different uh, seasons depending on how they're going. But I think you you, you started. I think you had your best. Uh, Overall yeah, points. to be honest, Miles, it was uh, fuck. I was brought to Florida to be, you know, I was brought there as a as a you know kind of a go to player, and I never I, I was hurt the whole first year, and I struggled with with the relationship with my coach at the time, Kevin Deneen, mm. and it was almost like I couldn't do anything right. A trying to get healthy, and and B like whatever I did, you know, on the ice was was there something wrong with it? So. Uh, we ended up having a good playoff series against New Jersey where we ended up losing in seven games in, in double overtime. Oh, yeah, um, right. But I, I actually had a glimpse of like, okay, this kid is actually, he does actually play hard. He plays good. He can score. And um, the following year, we didn't get off to a great start, but we changed coaches and we brought in Peter Horchek from a coach I had in Milwaukee and in That's Nashville. Right. And uh, it's just kind of a new life for our whole team. Yeah. But we didn't make the playoffs that year. I was... I was given a leadership. I was given a letter. I was given a lot of more, you know, responsibility and, and, you know, I was accounted to help younger players and be a, a go-to guy, play a little bit of power play. And yeah. fuck, I was, I think me and Brad boys tied or maybe 
were up top of our team lead in points. And it was just, a, it was a fun year, a good year. And we had great players and your hands like feet there, Uppy. I'm handsy boys. I don't have <laughs> get over. Uh, I'll tell you what, Uppy, your, your spot in uh, Fort Lauderdale downtown there, Los Olas, right around that area, man, that was sick. He had us over a couple times for uh, dinner. And uh, what a what a spot, man! I bet. Wow, yeah, National League spot. It's yeah, hundred <laughs> yes. percent. I remember yeah. uh, one of our uh, one of the coaches you had in Florida. He was an assistant, and he was an assistant here. I remember him telling me the one day, like, "Yeah, we're down in Florida. I was going to eat lunch, and all of a sudden, I see this guy on like a skateboard with a motor. I don't know if that's what it was <laughs> or if it was a scooter you had. And he's no no shirt on. It's Uppy." And I'm like, <laughs> it's a game day or something, too. Yeah, right. I can't remember exactly what it was. but Getting the vitamin D. Yeah, or... yeah. And he's like, and he was like trying to, I'm like, so what? Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's fuck, awesome, man. You, yeah, man? exactly. But it made me laugh because I'm like, that, if I had to guess, I would guess it was oh, up the, like, cruising down. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. It was a skateboard with the, it was back, now everyone has them, but this was like one of, you know, the first original things that you could control with your little gun, little remote gun. Yeah. And it was a big fat skateboard with the big tire. <laughs> <right. on> <laughs> so yeah, I had one of those ripped down Los Solas. Yeah. You go to pregame meal, come back. That's, go to awesome. That's awesome, man. That's yeah, beautiful. So is any, any uh, truth? I can't remember if you told me this or I heard it when, when, when you were in uh, Phoenix, um, did you, did you grab a couple books at the ASU bookstore and just cruise around campus? <laughs> I mean, I did stop over there a few times. I mean, I, <laughs> you weren't studying. I'm doing, I'm basically foreshadowing and doing some work for the Phoenix Coyotes to where they should build their rink, their yeah. next rink. Yeah, yeah that's, that's <laughs> where it is in Glendale doesn't work. So I was always like, let's go check out you know, some new land. New business development. <laughs> yeah. 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 Business development. Yeah. Um, oh, one of the awful. best campuses ever. And, and now a great hockey program. So maybe I'll come out of retirement and go to college and play some hockey. <laughs> there you go. ASU. Riles, you coming? Uh, yeah, you shoot me the invite and I'll be there. Yeah. Might be uh, might be playing in a, in a game this Sunday uh, in uh, the Federal League. Nice. In the frenzy. <laughs> Uh, our boy Dave McKay, our, our, our boy Dave McIsaac's the head coach of uh, Danbury. What do they call it? The hat, hat tricks. Hat tricks. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I got a text the other day. You want to play? I was like, I mean, maybe guys I'm looking for Tillies because I don't want to be fighting. And he's like, no, no you'd be no, first line power play, play, dude. And I'm like, all right, sign me up. <laughs> Although, hey, I gotta say, our boy Princey with missing curfew. Um, you know, our social media guy. Fuck, did he find that old footage of you? Dropping Darcy Tucker. Oh man, where do you find that clip? I, man? That is deep, digging deep. He's the man, and and what better video than a young, handsome, short-haired Riles? Riles <laughs> oh my god, it was embarrassing. The tur- oh, tur- mock neck turtleneck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was priceless. So Uppy, we we have to talk about what you have going on right now with the uh, uh, your great show, Missing Curfew. Man, it's uh, it's awesome. We enjoy it. Yeah, he's putting out Thank some good content. Guys. Boys, it's it's uh, like you said, and, and actually PK Stuban on our show um, touched on it. But it's not easy doing this, right? It's like you leave in hockey, and Obi. I give credit all to Obes. He's he's been uh, you know in the media, uh, you know, since the day he retired, and and wanted to do this show. Uh, he wanted to do it with me, and and you know, and, and at the time we brought in Hazy, and it just worked last year in the playoffs. We weren't sure what it was, but you know, we we created the name together, and we. Um, you know, we found this beautiful studio that I'm talking to you guys in and yeah, sure enough, 
you know, people listen, people want to hear what guys like us, you know, have to say about the game and, and about, you know, our, our history together. And, and I couldn't be more happy with the, with the progress and the growth of it. It's like our, you know, it's like our little baby watching it grow and, and turn into something real. And, um, you know, we got a great production team, as you guys know, it's, it's, you know, it's easy to get on and talk, but you still got to sound good and you still got to have, uh, you know, shit, I keep dropping all this stuff here. It's yeah. <laughs> all of it. See, I, I need people, you know, we, we got a great team behind us and we were starting to do a lot of traveling on the road together. And I think that's a big thing for, for us because you know, we like the road. Fuck. We were, right. we, were we were road guys when we, when yeah. we played the game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nice to get in front of people. Um, it's nice to, you know, have them feel road warriors. This was what my producer back there just said. And, um, so you guys, it's fun. And, and the more we do this, the more it grows, the more opportunity uh, people get to listen and hear, hear stories. Cause you know, playing in the national league is, is a dream come true and, and having, you know, those opportunities to, to meet all the guys we have and to bring them on and have them share their stories and their, uh, and their battles and what they're doing now. And, you know, it, it becomes real life for people to listen to. And that's, yeah. that's kind of special. Yeah. So yeah, congrats sure. you guys too. It's been, it's been great watching you guys. I'm glad I got to come on the show. We're going to film a, we're going to film our episode for the week right now too. And, Sweet. and touch on that. But, um, you know, fuck boys. I, it's nothing like being in the same room and I wish I could be in there because the beer, you know, we'll have a beer or pint or get in the flow state. Yeah. Or yeah, a little herb or whatever, whatever comes across our table. Oh, here. Whatever. It's all, you know, it's all good. It's all, uh, you yep. know, it's all for, for, uh, for good fun. And yeah, absolutely. I, I, that's to you guys. It's been, it's been great. We, we really appreciate you coming on. I got one more thing. I know you got to go. I gotta, I gotta thank you for introducing me. To your boy LaBelle. Oh, yeah. Man. Ross was with me. We went to the show. And dude. a barbecue. Uh, yeah. Man, dude. That guy's he got fucking skate. pipes, man. Yeah? He can play? He can skate, too. He looks like fucking Hagland out there. He's got the <laughs> no long... Way. Yeah, with the, the low... The low. He, he wears Pittsburgh gear. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, who's fucking... Is this Hagland flying around? And then all of a sudden he gets on the microphone. And you're like, nope. So, no, no, that's not Aggie. Mark LaBelle. Um, yeah. But he, he uh, you know, he's been a good friend. He's played a couple July 4th parties for, for us down here at Lupel's Place. Oh, uh, my God. up in my bunk bedroom two different times. Young Izzy's listened to him sing. So yeah, uh, he's, he's awesome. a good man. I'm glad you guys met him. He's, he's a big hockey guy. And... Um, couldn't you know, we need more. We need more musicians to kind of come into the hockey world and, sh- and show who they are. And yeah, dude, I, they're I show, they're show. I love their set, man. Like, I, I got, I, I've, I've been hearing them on the radio. They get, you know, obviously they're getting airplay here. But then I realized you knew them, and I'm like, oh my god. And then Nuppy, you know, obviously you sent the the text, and he was nice enough yeah. to come over and spend. Oh, spend he loved a, it. He loved it, boys. He loved it. A few minutes with us. It was awesome, man. So thank you for that, bud. Of course, of course. Sweet. I know you got a roll. Is is Obi floating around to say a quick hello? <laughs> oh, it's back there. You want to come say hi? <laughs> Can you hear him? No, no. It's all right. That's all right. It's all right. I, I thought maybe you had a quick, quick story to throw on there, but uh, I know you guys get rocking. He was back. He, so we always do our team meeting. Before our show, we sit around and we, we shoot the shit. We catch up, and Princey sends us all this stuff. And uh, and so Obes, yeah, Obes is fucking fired up. We always get fired up before a show. We come in and fucking get you know jacked yeah. up. That's awesome. That's a good yeah, game plan. Huh? Come here and t- pull the mic right over here. Uh, the, the, the little get off of you. It'll come off of yours, one. Uh, yeah, maybe. 
We'll have to tell it. Just tell the story quick about when we had the boys. I'll tell <laughs> <that story. laughs> Nasty. Here, what's here, up, Obes? Obes, what's here. up? She's a one. She's a one shotter. So special guest. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Thanks for joining us, Big Cat. Boys, what do you keep knocking over here? Up I can't. Just fumbleitis over there, Uppy. I thought it was a cord cutter. It looks like the fucking no like apple the spare room in Vancouver that night. It's a cage match. <laughs> 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 fucking cage match. Oh yeah. So look at this. A fucking four horsemen here. Oh yeah. Nasty. What's up, buddy? Coach, what? good to talk to you again. Good up, see you, man. I, I love the setup, boys. That looks like a place where you could uh, <laughs> microdose a little bit down there. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can do it in here. You can find flow in here for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell one quick story, boys. First of all, I love what you guys are doing. Um, it's awesome stuff. So Same to you, brother. The Flyers come into Vancouver. We play that night at home. I think the Flyers had played Calgary or Edmonton. It doesn't matter. So we play at home, and, and I text Ups and Loops, and I said, fuck, boys, you, you landed like, yeah, we're here. I'm like, come to my place in Cole Harbor. So him, Uppy, Loops, and Richie come over. We have a couple pregame. I'm like, We'll go with the roller, boys. That's our best bet. We'll go with the roller. The I'm like, how many guys on your squad are coming out? And remember, I'm playing in Vancouver, right? If I get like three guys out on the road, it was a fucking miracle. Up guy goes, I think the whole squad's coming. I said, all right, fucking right. So we go to the roller and sure enough, the whole Flyers team gets there. And I remember this one thing. I go up this one broad and I'm like trying to wheel her or whatever. And I'm like, she's like, you play for the Flyers, right? I'm like, no, no, no. I play here in Vancouver. She's like, I can't hook up with you. She's like, I came here to hook up with one of the Flyers. I have a boyfriend. I'm like, <laughs> I won't tell your boyfriend, I swear to God, and I, I'll pretend like I play for the Flyers. So the whole squad shows up, and they're like, the, the night's coming to an end, and up in the loops, like, what are we doing? I'm like, I'll tell you what we're fucking doing. We're going back to my house. Let's go. So the whole Flyers team comes, obviously, you know, some girls come with us or whatever, and we keep it rocking and rolling, and then, you know, my spare room's obviously occupied, and I go to bed, and then long story short, I wake up, and my, my spare room's still, the door's still locked. I'm like, all right, bad boys are still in there. I come out, there's a couple boys on the couch with some girls, and then I look at my kitchen, and there's some of the fellas still rocking, drinking, listening to tunes, hanging out, dancing with the girls. I'm like, boys, I got to go to practice here, so if you can just lock up whenever you're done, just you know, make sure you lock the door on the way out. So sure enough. You know, I go to practice the next day. I come for morning skate and Kessler's like, I heard you had the whole Flyers team over at your house. I'm like, yeah, I did. What's the problem? I'm like, I had the whole fucking team out. I had my guy, Kess. You better show up tonight. If you can't, <laughs> when he's up till four in the morning, there's something wrong with you. So, uh, was, was, that the, was that the night Kess took the, the stick from Jesse? Jesse Bullery's? That was the year before. That was the boys. That was like game one or two after we went to Whistler for training camp. Oh, yeah, yeah that's like, right. That's right. Okay. Game of the year. He gets the 10 gamer for cross checking. <laughs> yeah, games. whoops. I remember that was the last game you ever played in the show, I think. Was it? Yeah, I, I think it was. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, you guys had a close group of that team. I yeah, remember, I, remember sure. I was at the Roxy talking to Richie. I'm like, fuck, man, you got to get me out of here. I'm feeling really nice. Like, <laughs> yeah, you would have fit in Philly for sure. You would have. You yeah, would have. So. Did did so, yeah. did did Riley uh, clean your fridge out? I have a feeling he was uh, one of the guys in the I kitchen. Mean, there was no beers left. I know that the whiskey was gone. I'm like, fuck, boys did a good job. So I, it's nationally. Greg just called my cleaning lady when I was I was going to practice. I'm like, hey, you're gonna have to come clean my house at some time today. I don't know what time those animals will be out of there. But uh, <laughs> right. I woke up and no boys were still hanging out in the kitchen. Though I'm like, this is a fucking team that wins hockey games. Hey, needless to say, no one was getting in Obi's lane when he was taking a slap shot that night. They were all just like. <laughs> 
the best part of the story is you guys worked us two nights later too. I'm like, like the whole team was out and you still. That's beat a sign of a good arm. squad. Yeah, yeah right. Same. Exactly. Right. That's the truth. Oh, man. Oh, boys, thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thank you guys. Appreciate, for going. Appreciate you, man. All right, talk to you soon. See you, fellas. See you, bud. All right, big big thank you to Scotty Upshaw for joining us this week. And OB coming in last second oh, yeah. for a quick story. <laughs> I think he let you off the hook there. I think you were eating all his food. Yeah, but, uh, uh, I'm sure I was. You, you were trying to keep that face thick for the punches. Oh, yeah. and I'm sure I was one of those last guys standing there. I'm I, sure I really you just were. don't remember. I so. don't understand where I was. Because yeah, I I'm definitely wasn't there because I would remember. You know, oh, of I remember course you were, stupid yeah. shit like that. Incredible but, uh, memory. Not, Oh, man, but it sounds like a good night. I'm pretty sure I was at the Roxy, though. I know I would Definitely was at the Roxy. Yeah, I, I was I definitely at the Roxy. I know that. <laughs> I know you were there as well. But, uh, yeah, special thanks to them for uh, for jumping on with us, man. They're doing a great job with their, yeah, with their pod, Missing Curfew, and um, it's getting better every week. Yeah, absolutely. And I also want to say a big thanks to fans of Philly. Yes, our buddies. The number one Philly fan experience in town for all – Philly sports, but we're talking Flyers hockey, so yes, be rocking a couple trips this year, including Arizona coming up, coming up soon. In the next what is that? Two weeks, two and a half weeks away, man. The suntan lotion. Oh man, I know you'll be baking out there, get a little vitamin D. Oh, of course, you know it. I think I will be too. Yeah, looking forward to, to hanging out with some some fans. I'm sure we know some of them. Yep, meet to, yep. get to get a chance to meet some new. New Philly fans and uh, have, have a great time. I can't wait. I, like I told you before, Riggs, I've seen them in the last few years, and they, I wanted to join them. Yeah, I was I on know, the right? bench, and I'm like, we were losing a couple of the times. I'm like, I wish I was up there with these guys. They're yeah. animals, and I can't wait. And you know who's going to be there? Howie's got the steel. Oh, Howie. He's on that trip. Look out. Uh, so he's going to be looking to hang out. Can't wait. I don't know if we can keep up with Howie, but we'll Probably try. I know we'll I try. Yeah, right. But uh, be a great time. Yes, can't wait. Check them out at fansofphilly.com for all other dates yes. and events, experiences that they put on and do a hell of a job. So looking forward to being awesome. a part of that. Yes, cannot wait. And you know what, Nest? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Episode 50. 5-0. We got to have books. a party. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Until next week, knuckleheads, stay safe. See you next Have some fun. That's right. 